Previously on Sex Archie, we discussed Archie's strengths and weaknesses as a running mate in the school president elections. Did we? It, we did, but it was a deleted scene. Okay. That's right. We're a Riverdale recap podcast, and we're here to talk about Chapter 30, The Noose Titans, by Britta London and Brian E. Patterson, directed by Alexis Ostrander. Before we get into this episode... We need to talk about the catch-up of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Where there was a scene where Archie's on the phone with Veronica about how he's going to be her running mate. That I'm pretty sure, I'm like 90% sure, was not actually in the last episode. I don't remember seeing this. I don't remember talking about this last week. Yeah. Like, Veronica was just left without, like, a running mate. <laughs> she and- was just on her own. And it's not like this was the the previously bits segueing. It no, it was like sandwiched in between things we definitely saw, yeah, and other things we definitely saw. I was really confused. In any and that's case, like the strangest thing to cut something, yeah, that you're gonna keep in the plot. <laughs> and it's not like they don't have fifteen second long scenes other times, you know. In any case, we finally got that information, probably for the first time, and then the episode starts. Yes! We have a voiceover that, yes, indeed, Cheryl is at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, Mm -hmm. where she finds herself in more trouble than usual. (laughs) Uh, And uh, She's usually the one making trouble. Her being in trouble at all is pretty unusual. That's true. She, She is there, and it is movie night. And they are watching a a black and white... Gay panic film. Yeah, a panic film. It's it's a health education film about keeping our our young boys on the straight and narrow, emphasis on the straight. And it has Moose and Kevin in it, (laughs) taking a walk by Sweetwater River. But in like staged... Right. In like the 60s or 50s. The thing is, she loves movie nights because that's when she imagines her friends out having fun and living their lives. Yeah. So she's projecting onto this projected film, Kevin and Moose. It was great. Stripping down and skinny dipping in the river like real men. Except they don't find a body this time. Yeah. Just each other's, I guess. Glad they got there this time. And Cheryl cries. Yeah. Because she misses I gotta people. say, Cheryl's imagination is pretty hot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so at the school, we are having a, a school PTA-supported mm-hmm. candidate event. Yeah, our our three <laughs> pairs of candidates. I guess everybody's running for co-president. We got, we got Betty and Jughead. Mm-hmm. We got Veronica and Archie. <laughs> All of a sudden. I don't know why they had to actually show that scene. Like, we, we would have just figured, figured it out. out. Yeah. Why show the cut scene? Uh, and then Reggie, uh, I guess, was like, shit, I need a co-president. Hey, Josie, you're really mad at that person. Why don't you join me? Because Josie and Reggie are together. And it works. She it at least does. said yes. Yeah. So I actually feel like they Those are would... our three tickets. I feel like they would actually work really well together in, but- like... A co-presidency thing? They're the perfect candidates because they're the two most popular people in school, and that's what matters. 
they'll push each other so much to like get things done. Mm-hmm. You know, Josie ain't putting up with this shit. That's true. And the thing is, they're they're only in it for themselves to promote their personal brand, but they don't have like business interests. There's no budget to embezzle from, so I'm not really worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. So we get some questions from the audience, like Sweet Pea talking about how the serpents and Southsiders don't... He throws up a don't... real softball for his bud Jughead to knock out the park. Yeah. But how, like, we don't feel represented, and, and Betty and Jughead are like, no, we're going to represent everyone. That's our top priority. Uh, and then uh, Midge is all like, hey, Archie, Veronica, your parents are running against each other for mayor. How's this going to work out? And Archie's like, let me answer that question by telling you, I love for-profit prisons. <laughs> and I support it. And Veronica's just like, we don't talk about politics, like, in our life. Which is something you love to hear from someone running for office, right? Right. right. Archie's the only one to get booze in this. Uh, and I uh, mean, people boo. He's not cracking one open yet. That, yeah. That's for the season finale. Josie and Reggie are just like, but... Vote for us because we're chill. And they have my vote. Yeah. I'm I'm down with a, a ticket that's just chill for once in this town. Uh, a- after the forum ends, Betty is like dragging Jughead through the halls like, come on, we gotta go hide. Because she doesn't want her mom to find them. Yeah, Jughead's trying to pl- press the flesh, you know, shake some hands, kiss some babies. How many babies are there in Riverdale High? We'll never know. Well, there would be two if Polly was around. <laughs> It's true. She's still student age. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. But yeah, so they like go ducking down a hallway. And then Alice decides since she can't find them, she's going to confront FP. Mm-hmm. And she tears into him. Living about, in sin, about, playing house. Yeah, how Betty's you know living there. And he just is like, you think I like this? I'm sharing a pullout with my son. So your daughter gets the bedroom. <laughs> Which Alice is very touched by. Yeah. I think she just thought... Her- Betty and Jughead were, like, getting it on every night. They they both curled up inside the oven somehow. I don't know. He's very limber. <laughs> Good dad moment. Good dad. He's like, take it from the guy whose son wanted to be homeless instead of live with him. Make things right with your child. <laughs> like, oh, Don't make the mistakes I did. Look, Alice, I know just what you need. Can you burn down a house or something? <laughs> Can you get locked up for a few days? It really straightens out your priorities. <laughs> the the Andrews and the Lodges have a little, like... They have a standoff. Standoff, they have a tense, yes. tete-a-tete. About, like, well, you need to sign those papers. Well, I'm waiting for you to sign those papers. Blah, blah, blah. Papers, papers. This is the first we hear of uh, Fred being bound by an NDA, but... That makes sense. I th- that That's above board, I guess. Mm-hmm. As above board as the Lodges will ever be. And Archie's just there like, you guys, can't we all get along and fight fairly? Like, come on. I'm like, oh my gosh, shush your mouth. You are part of the problem here. Calls for decorum is an implicit support of the oppressor, Archie. The Lodges get home with Archie there and Andre's like, so we have some unexpected guests. First off, it's nice to see that Ar- uh, Andre is off probation. Yes, <laughs> He's yes. back in the front office. Uh, and it's... Uh, he introduces Lenny and Squiggy, the, those guys that aren't Papa Poutine. Yeah, uh, Kowalski and... The other one. The other one. <laughs> I don't remember what his name is. They want a few minutes of Hiram's time. 
Mary has a heart-to-heart with Archie Mm -hmm. about how Fred's going to be announcing his campaign and that, you know, it'd be really nice if we were both there to support him. Because his whole pitch is, you know, being a a kinder, gentler Riverdale, the place where I raised my family. Here's my family. Yes. (laughs) It kind of helps. And Archie says he'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. Alice gets home and uh, Chick is kneeling in front of the TV like a little... Five-year-old child. He's going to destroy his knees if he doesn't destroy his corneas. He's way up close. Like, where, where's the bowl of sugar smacks? <laughs> where's Pokemon? Why is he watching the news? Yeah, so he's watching the news, and they found the car mm-hmm. that was pushed into the river. So uh, Alice calls FP, and they turn on the news, and... So there's five match-cut close-ups of everybody staring at the TV. And the voiceover uh, from the news that they don't know how or when it end up there, but they haven't ruled out foul play yet. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. That's just the local news station trying to drum up interest. Yeah. So at Pops, Betty, Jughead, Alice, and FP get together, and they're all kind of like freaking out. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, we gotta be cool. We gotta be like, everything is normal. Act normal. Of course, like, Sheriff Keller comes in to get something from Pops, and they're like, act normal, it's fine! (laughs) Everything's good! Be aggressively neutral at all times! It's all good! Well, first off, I'm kind of like, well, you're drawing suspicion with Alice sitting at this table with you. Yeah. The only other time this happened is right after the dude got killed. She should be addressing people by their full legal name Uh and just throwing shade in every direction. Yeah. Or else you're not acting natural. Yeah. A thing gets brought up about how when they were dumping the car, like, you wore gloves, right? And Betty and Jughead, like, can't remember. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we did. I don't think they did. I don't think they did. I'm also not sure how long fingerprints last when you're submerged in a swamp for three weeks. Yeah, I like, there's probably, like, moss and goo (laughs) that's taking place. They also mention that uh, they, they finished watching the news report. And talk about how, oh, Junkyard Steve dredges the swamp all the time for people's cast-offs. If Junkyard Steve is dredging the swamp all the time, who cares they found a car? Yeah, it's like always there. It seems like something that's not out of the ordinary. That's that's where you go to leave stuff for Junkyard Steve. Yeah, it's the Junkyard Steve fun. He the, won't take handouts if he thinks it's a handout. If, if you're gonna donate some items to him, they have to go through the swamp. You just leave it in a thermos in like some saran wrap and you wait until he finds it. Yeah. Uh, but Alice then uh, goes into Betty that, you know, you need to come home because we have to act normal. So you have to come home right away. And no, no, I'm not coming home. We're not using this. She, uh, she is not going to have this crisis used to manipulate her into breaking her anti-chick stance. Yes. So back at the uh, poker game, mm-hmm. find out that the, the poker dudes, Kowalski <laughs> and whatever. Lenny. Lenny. I think it's Lenny Kowalski, though. Oh, okay. What was the other guy's name? Carl. And this is Carl? what made, when they finally just called them Lenny and Carl, I about threw something. They're named for the guys from The Simpsons, the the barflies in, in Moe's. Oh. Yes. Is Papa Poutine's first name Moe? Or, or Barney? Did they kill Barney? <laughs> um... 
But they are there because they do not like the fact that Hermione's running for mayor because it could bring unwanted attention to their business practices. They don't want to go legit. And so it hurts them if the lodges do, I guess? Yeah. Or Well, this is all what Hiram's telling Archie. They haven't actually, like, gotten together yet. The pre-meeting meeting. meeting. Yeah. And Archie's all like, well, well, I should be there too at the meeting because I'm really useful. I'm just like, Archie. (laughs) What do you what do you do? Who are you trying to convince, Archie? But Hiram agrees. Yes, you're very useful. Let's have you there. In this meeting, Hiram has a new desk toy. He has this ominous looking obelisk on the the Archie side of the desk. So I think we can confirm he is a demonic Freemason. Yeah. That uh, worships uh, Bath and Set. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, at the latest meeting of the Swords and Serpents, mm-hmm. uh, Sweet Pea is very upset with Jughead that, you know, you promised us a war and and this isn't a war. <laughs> um, and Jughead's like, but whoever gets elected gets a seat on the school board. So, like, this we'll is be a- inside. We can't be uh, ignored. We can't be silenced. Institutional power. What eventually comes out is that the serpents are very upset, actually, that Betty's involved with this mm-hmm. um, because they don't trust her. They think she's going to bail on them uh, like her mom do- did. And after they lay out this whole case, Sweet Pea steps aside and Betty's been in the room this whole time. Mm -hmm. And she's taking notes in the meeting called to drag her. Yes. I love you, Betty Cooper. So this is about my mom. It's not even about me. Well, your mom attacks us. All the time. All the time. Every day. So we don't aren't giving our vote to you guys because of all this. Coalition building. It's tough, man. Without the serpent vote, what have they got? The, the newspaper employees, it's just them. And Dallas. <laughs> she can't vote. She's not a student. Can Polly vote? <laughs> Absentee votes. Can the babies vote? Are they, like, technically students? Like, if she came back to school, would they be, like, little high school students? Honorary high school students? I, I would like to see their class load. I'd, I'd be very curious about their transcript, what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then in the locker room, Reggie goes up to Archie that, you know, they're both bulldogs and they're going to have a split vote if it goes this way. So what they I'll need to do. the alpha. Got to determine the. I'm shirtless, so I'm clearly in charge here. Reggie is ripped. He's so cut. <laughs> I'm just like, Archie, you're a twig. <laughs> Compared to the and Reggie, no, he's not. Like when no, his he's shirt got, comes like, off, fifty abs, but like Arch- Reggie's bicep, he's bulging. He's a bulgy boy. Oh. Uh, so like, there's only one way to do this, and whoever wins gets the votes, and they arm wrestle. The sweatiest arm wrestling match I've seen that did not have Sylvester Stallone in it. See, and Reggie's like all there and like glistening and all hot like, and Archie's just got that sweat stain on his shirt that yeah. just ruins it. Yeah, it looks like a map of Manhattan going down his back. It's fucked up. Yeah. Are they are they arm wrestling in a sauna? <laughs> I'm very Nobody why, sweats when they arm wrestle. Why does everyone take such hot showers in this like locker room? Uh, I've never been to like a like locker room shower that actually had hot water. And we have the previous student body presidents, co-presidents to thank for that. They did a fantastic job. Yeah. Big shoes to fill. Now everyone's getting third degree burns from the water. Sometimes you can have too much progress, I guess. Um, and Reggie says something during the arm wrestle about 
Archie's dad. And so Archie brings the pain. And he just like nails him down and is like, if you ever talk about my dad like that again, I'll, you'll regret it or I'll kill you. Or Judging by the sweat, they were stuck in this stalemate <laughs> for a few hours <laughs> until Reggie decided to talk shit about Fred. Yeah. And then I got super strength. Ah, scratch, scratch, scratch. Like a mother seeing her toddler trapped under a burning car. Lift the car. I'll do nothing to support his mayoral bid, but don't you say a mean word. <laughs> Tony goes to Veronica and Josie that something's wrong. She thinks Cheryl's missing. And that, you know, her mom said that she went to a boarding school, an all-girls one in Switzerland. And mm-hmm. Veronica, of course, knows the name of it because there's only one. Yeah. She's been there. And she's like, well, I don't know why that's so weird. And like, no, no, no. If she was there, she'd be posting all over social media. There are no parka selfies. She has not posted in a week. (laughs) And then they're like, oh, no, something is up. Something's very wrong. This is bad. I thought uh, she was just shadow banned. She might actually be in trouble. Yeah. If I stopped posting, like, on Moki's Instagram, we'd know something happened. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be posting pictures of Moki for years after she's dead. Don't say Which such will a be thing. like 30 years from now. She's a magic dog. You can't. Moki, I love you. You're going to outlive us, kiddo. It's okay. And we'll, Isla will take care of you. <laughs> Isla's your godmama. <laughs> Our goddaughter is the dog's godmother? Yes. Okay, got it. She's the youngest person we know, so <laughs> she can take care of our dog that will live forever <laughs> and they also love each other see we we were told our dog was a shih tzu poodle mix she's actually half african gray parrot she will live 120 <laughs> years yep so over at the sisters of quiet mercy i was real excited for a, a surprising guest star because we hear this nun start to talk and we don't see her this lady, at least for the first few lines, sounded exactly like Lily Tomlin to me. Oh, really? I was so hyped up for... That's what, That makes sense that you were disappointed. Yeah. I wanted some creepy Miss Frizzle in my life. Yeah. It's not her. It's not. She's going off to Cheryl about how she knows what's wrong with her and that her mother told her about like her relationship with Jason and how Nana Blossom would always like confuse them and would dress Cheryl as a boy. Mm-hmm. Any, That's got to be why you're all messed up. Any organization that believes conversion therapy is real or, or worth inflicting on kids clearly has uh, questionable views on on uh, uh, gender and sexuality. Yes. Yeah. This is there's there's no facts here. Uh. Well, and Cheryl's like, well, if there's anything that has messed with my psyche, it's my parents, <laughs> and it's years of abuse. Also. Nana Blossom has cataracts. She's pretty much blind. Like, whatever. She's an old lady. She might have gotten us confused. It's fine. She was 400 when we were born. We have to make some allowances. And she says that Cheryl has to report for physical therapy. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think that's to, like, fix her hamstring. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She she was brought in with a, a case of homosexuality and a torn ACL. It's a... They're, they're doing a twofer. Yeah. Yeah. So so Hiram is with our mob dudes. In Riverdale's finest Italian steakhouse. Chalk one more business up on the board. <laughs> uh, and they're like, oh, yes, we like this idea for this private prison, but we want 25% of money. 
<laughs> for the support. The, the profits, Profits, apparently. yes, I they guess. They just say 25%, but we infer they, they want... Money. Net or gross. Probably yeah. off the gross. Because he, he could get some Hollywood accountants, make it look like there's no profit ever. Yeah. Uh, and we'll support you if we get this. And he's like, well, I have to decline that offer. But they're like, oh, but all your boys, all the boys that support you up in Montreal and stuff, they're not our boys. They work for us. So, like, you don't have anyone. The, the New York boys, same thing. He's he's all out of boys. Yeah. And then Archie's like, no, uh, I'm his boy. <laughs> I'm the best boy. He admits to multiple murder. I took murder? care of Nick St. Clair. I took care of Papa Poutine. I took care of that dude up at that cabin that you didn't hear about. <laughs> we, we have no idea who this cabin man is, you you small child i uh i took care of them and i'll take care of you and they just fucking laugh at him yeah like they they were holding it in after uh he said the word respect 10 times in one breath yeah and then they just laughed at his face and like yeah you had us red okay consider our offer we're out of here thanks for the joke (laughs) good you're funny but Hiram's like clapping him on the back like, oh, you mad dog. What the fuck were you thinking? I love you, kid. He, he almost gives him an affectionate noogie in the parking yeah, lot. Like, yeah, yeah, While Andre is just like crying the tears of a stone-faced clown. Yeah. He can see the writing on the wall. He's like, why am I not your boy anymore? Adams is there too. Hiram just keeps going for them younger. Yeah. <laughs> younger and younger. All right. Here's the requirements. Your name has to start with A. And you gotta be, yeah, let's say, 12. I'm looking for a 12-year-old next. <laughs> Betty and Jughead are, are together, and and she's like, what, what do Sweet Pea and Fangs want from me? You know, should mm-hmm. I get a tattoo? Should I get a jacket? Do I need to get more plaid in my wardrobe? What is this? Oh, honey, your Peter Pan collars are just fine. <laughs> I has, guess. She has a very nice embroidered, like, Peter Pan collar sweater oh, today. Yeah, her, her like, uh, uh, multicolored garden of roses yeah. on her collar is so good this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she has so many sweaters <laughs> that must be dry clean only. Yeah. How do they afford to keep her in these dry cleaning things? I'm just surprised that Riverdale is always above 40 but below 70 degrees. Right. At, Year-round. All the time. Unless you want to throw on a swimsuit, then it's suddenly nice. But ice can form when it's 40. Mm-hmm. Then Jughead brings up the fact of like, oh, you know, they're all talking about how we gotta, we gotta be normal, we gotta pretend like everything's normal, but like, what's normal for us? Yeah, they- Mystery boyfriend-girlfriend! Yeah. The, the only thing that will throw suspicion away from them they- being connected to the car is if they snoop about the car. Uh-huh, I gotta keep them guessing. Yeah. So, uh, of course, what they do is they meet at Pops and talk to Kevin. <laughs> and he's just like, why do you care about this car? We care about the environment. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Which is exactly the sort of shitty lie they would give. <laughs> I don't know if it's them being bad at the plan or very, very good at the plan <laughs> that they have this garbage lie. So so Kevin tells them that the car was claimed this morning by the owner uh, you know, now his dad's just trying to figure out who stole it. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, the junkyard guy's got to be enemy number one, right? He steals the car. He dumps the car in the swamp, then waits for things to blow over, dredges the car, and tries to claim finders keepers. I mean, that's actually really smart. It's the perfect crime. That's actually really, really smart. Junkyard Steve is a mastermind. At the the trailer, we have, we have Alice, mm-hmm. we have Betty, Jughead, 
FP and, and Chick. Chick. Chick comes along. Alice is laying into them about how, because they found out this happened, like, how are you talking to the sheriff's son about this? Has having all this sex made you crazy? <laughs> like, Yes, we're going to have some right now. <laughs> I don't care if you close your eyes, but you cannot leave the room. They're like, well, no, like, we did find out, like, he stole the car. And Chick's like, oh. Oh, yeah, I could have told you that. He was always borrowing his girlfriend's car without yeah, telling her. Yeah, it's probably Darla's, like, whatever. Chick, you didn't say this before. And Alice blows up again at Betty, pack your bag, you're coming home. And she's like, well, no, I'm not going to leave, like, unless Chick leaves. And he's like, okay, I'll move out. Because even Chick seems sick of Alice defending him yeah. in her hysterical uh, register. Yeah. Not the Riverdale register. Never mind. Alice also, like, tears into FP that mm-hmm. if he doesn't support her on this, she's going to, like, tear the place to shreds. He and just he's just like, walks nope, out the room. nope, nope, not going to say a word. So back at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. We uh, see the physical therapy. Cheryl is moving giant bags. Yeah, is is this a feed farm? Or are they collecting ch- chicken feed? I don't know what it is, but they're giant, like, potato sacks mm-hmm. that she's moving into a corner, and she's, like, basically done with it. And then this lady comes in and is like, uh, I said a different corner. Yeah. You need to move it to the other corner. The opposite corner. Uh, L- Lily Nonlin is, is gaslighting <laughs> our poor hero here. Yeah. And she's like, if you don't listen to me, you'll never get better. It's real fucked up, folks. Yep. Josie and Tony and Veronica go to the Blossoms, and uh, they're asking about Cheryl. Mama Blossoms stick into her whole like, oh, yeah, you know, she's at school. Josie brings up the fact, well, you know, my mom is dating Sheriff Keller. She, like, wants to throw up as she says this. Yeah. But, like, you know, he could come ask if you don't want to tell us anything. Also, all of them have pretty close ties to Sheriff Keller. It's a small town. Yeah. (laughs) They're all best friends with this kid. Yeah. Mama Blossom goes into that Cheryl was having... Deviant behavior. Yes. And and we found uh, all these drawings, and she shows her the drawing that Cheryl made of her and Josie. Mm Mm-hmm. Her story is still that Cheryl is overseas, but at a care home and not at a, a boarding school. Yes. And that... It's because they found all of this, and obviously she was very obsessed. Yes, a dangerous obsession. Yes. And, well, you know, if you want to get Keller, like, we can show him this and the whole town and all the other drawings and everything Mm -hmm. and let everyone know. But it's not just that, but it's that Josie recognizes these drawings as the, the things that Cheryl planted, now she knows planted, when she was uh, uh, trying to isolate Josie from the Pussycats and from Reggie, mm-hmm. which I'm glad they made up, I guess. <laughs> hey, running mates. Yes. Uh- <laughs> yeah, and so they like all leave, and Josie's like, or no, it was Chuck. Yeah, it was Chuck. Chuck. She was almost dating in that episode. Sorry. And she was uh like running away basically as fast as she could, and mm-hmm, the other mm-hmm. girls are trying to stop her, and like, no, like this is true. This means she was threatening me. Right. I'm done. Yeah. Which I'm like, I yeah, I get okay. it. That's like, there's reason to be freaked I'm, out there. I'm glad you learned this about someone you thought was your friend. Okay, good. Yeah. So at the Coopers, Betty presents her mother with uh, a consent form so she can get a serpent tattoo. <laughs> Aren't all serpent tattoos done like pick and stick at the white worm or like well, in like, somebody's living room? <laughs> yeah, like Tony gave Jugheads like in his trailer. I'm like... 
Does Tony require consent form? <laughs> yes. And she also sterilizes all her instruments regularly. She's entirely above board. That girl's got it square. So there's this argument back and forth of like, no, you're not. Well, no, I'm basically a member. You're not going to do this. Well, I'll find a place that will do it even without you. I'm like, yeah, Tony will do it for you I, anywhere you want. You saw me do the dance, mom. This is just <laughs> this is just a formality. But then Chick comes in. They and are interrupted by a by a all hyped up Chick. He's there with Darla, the owner of the car. And her meth teeth. She's got some messed up teeth. So over at the Andrews household, Archie walks in to, to Jughead and Fred mm-hmm. having a good time together. Because uh, Jughead is there helping Fred with his announcement address. Apparently to Fred, Jughead is the greatest writer he knows. Which Jughead says, you need to meet more writers. <laughs> and you know what? Both of these things are true. Yeah. But they're having this like really nice moment yeah, together. Yeah. And you can tell that Archie's very jealous. Yeah. he Fred's being so paternal. And I, I mean that in the best way. Yeah. A very loving father figure. Yeah. There's my dad. That, that should be my shoulder clapping. Well, and like, you know, Jughead and Archie have not had a good relationship mm-hmm. recently. It's such a great... Tension dynamic. You could have this if you were ever in your dad's corner, Arch. Mm -hmm. You could be there. Yeah. There's Uh, a spot on the team with your name on it. So then back at the Coopers, Darla's there talking about how, you know, she was surprised her her car was in a swamp and she came to get it and she was heading back to Centerville when Chick showed up. She saw, like, through his questioning of just, like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. And she's she brings up the fact that she doesn't care, you know, about what happened to her boyfriend. She just wants ten grand. <laughs> the, the ten grand he owed her. Yeah, so, like, you better get me that ten grand. Or else I might have to, you know, file some insurance claims. I might have to investigate some theft. I might have to ask all kinds of questions, all kinds of places. Yeah. You know, and uh, I like that Betty right away goes to, like, we're not going to do that. And Alice is like, we don't have that type of money here in the house. Like, on hand? But, like, we can go to the bank. Betty's like, it's, it's like, 10 o'clock at night. The bank doesn't open till 9. Th- this is after she asked Betty to go alone. Like, hold up. Who puts their 16-year-old on the bank account? What? No. No. Betty cannot go. Hal might be able to go. You, I hope you closed out your joint checking account with... The way you two are these yeah. days, my goodness. And Darla's like, well, you got any board games? <laughs> I oh, love it. Yeah, I love a good, like, house arrest. It, I mean, there, there's, I so, there's so many that are good on stage just because it's really easy to stage one. You only need the one set. Yeah. But it's, it's a great setup for TV shows that only want to also have one set. It's so good. I want to know what board games they would play. Oh like, my god. No, they're all like straight Parker brothers in that house. It's it's just Monopoly and life and a bunch of boring ass shit. Guess who? <laughs> Guess who is the most exciting game they have? Yeah. Connect Four. I would never play Connect Four with someone who's about to, to who might either kill me or report me for murder. Yeah. It's too dangerous a game because you're building a wall between I need to be able to see across the so table. Not battleship either. Not battleship, no. Okay. Trouble. Oh, there's trouble, all right. Right here in River City. 
With a capital T, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for Polly. That's right. This is the scene where Polly comes in swinging on a rope like Tarzan, and she has two Tommy guns. That doesn't actually happen. No, no. The, she's holding the babies, and the babies have Tommy guns. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Over at the lodges, Veronica uh, is talking to, to Archie. And they're having this argument about how they can you know, reach all of their goals, even though they're, they're tugging across purposes and, and how hard it's going yeah. to be to like get you elected and get your mom elected, but also keep the peace with my dad. Yeah. And uh, Veronica's like, God and Gucci willing, you will. <laughs> yeah. The, the two uh, most important things in Veronica's cosmology. God. God and Gucci. And Gucci. Yeah. Yeah. Why is Gucci the only brand name we have? Why is it not like Gucci or something? Bucci. Bucci. God and Bucci. That's just what she calls kombucha. <laughs> you want to have some Bucci, Archie? Hey, People Ar- do call it Booch. Archiekins, pour me some of that Booch. Someone I know is like raving about how there's like Booch on draft at some place here in Chicago. And I'm like, I don't want to go there. I want to stay away from that place. That is too many Lincoln Park moms. <laughs> Going there in their Lululemon after yoga to get some Booch Is, is, is there on some draft. sort of cosmic bridge where Wicker Park and, and Lincoln Park touch? Because that would be the, the Booch draft place. <laughs> some sort of Einstein Rosen stitch. So weird to me. But they they walk in on a hooded guy beating up Andre. <gasps> and of course, Archie has this flash. Anytime there's someone in a ski mask, he sees the black hood. He His can never go skiing. Response. He can never go skiing because he will just beat everyone up. Yeah, he can't watch any movie with a bank robber. No. <laughs> He'll just punch the TV. No! Not again. He can't go run any race in March in Chicago when it's not warm and everyone's wearing, like, ski masks to try to, like, survive. (laughs) But, yeah, so Archie goes, like, running after this dude and he pushes him to the ground and tears the hood off. And it's Adams. It's FBI fake agent Adams. Yeah. So, so the Capo Club is, is has lost a member. They have a traitor in their midst. He says that, you know, tell Hiram to take the deal. As he runs into the night. Uh, they each get a few shots in. I think, I mean, Adams escapes. So I guess he's the winner of the fight. Yeah. Kind of a draw. Andre's the huge loser. <laughs> so Lodges are talking about this and they're like, well, they've made their message clear. And Adams has made a grave mistake. And they're talking about how, like, okay, so this is what we're going to do. Like, you know, you're not you're going to campaign from home. You're going to go to school and then come home. We're not going to be out. We have to protect ourselves. Archie is to be with uh, Veronica every moment she's out of the house. Yes. And then Hermione's like, well, what's the long-term plan? And Hiram has no idea. It's I, such a great moment. We've never seen d- him on the back foot. No. He's he, always got a contingency. And he does not know what to do. <laughs> all his all his plans have been shaken. All his um, loyalties are gone. Mm-hmm. And it's such a great moment to yeah. see that uncertainty in him. Mm-hmm. So at the Coopers, uh, Betty is getting sent off to the bank because, oh yeah, it's a joint account. You shouldn't have any problem taking $10,000 out at 16 <laughs> from your parents' bank account. It's fine. So she leaves. At the Blossoms, Mama Blossoms being a bitch to Nana. Yeah, so it's just your average morning. 
And is like, well, you've been fed and you went to the bathroom. So you, I'm going to leave and you can just sit here and watch your shows. And if you have to go to the bathroom, hold it. But the show she leaves on is Bob Ross. Bob Ross. So she does care at least a little bit Painting about the trees. And <laughs> she does want to provide at least some joy in her mother-in-law's life. So she leaves and Nana Blossom throws herself out of her chair and crawls across the floor to, to get the, to the phone. phone, inch by inch, like fucking G.I. Jane. And she... Nana of Steel. She gets there, and she calls the school yeah. for uh, Antoinette Topaz. <laughs> A PA announcement for Antoinette Topaz, over and over. And she goes to the office. Nana's like, she she's not far away. Cheryl's nearby, she's with the sisters, and then the call cuts out. And Claudius is standing above her with a frayed cord. He didn't just pull the phone cord out of the wall, he severed it with, like, shears. He, he chewed then, it like a, a beaver. Oh, that's why she was able to stay on hold with the school so long. Yeah, it okay. took a while. All right, that makes sense, yeah. that makes sense. Antoinette uh, Topaz. I don't know why I was expecting anything. I else. just love that Nana knows what her real name is. Because <laughs> you know what this means? I'm Cher calling for that pink haired child. Maybe this means that Cheryl was talking to Nana about her. Yeah. Oh no. You know? Oh, you broke my heart. Like I was I was already moved to tears with her desperate crawl, but now just the image of, of like, swapping stories of like, oh, we, we held hands in the bijou, Nana. It was magical. And, and, and Cheryl just like, Nana knows because Cheryl would talk about her more than anyone else. Yeah. And like, she knew her name, so that must mean that mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. ugh. You're killing me. Ugh. Betty's leaving the bank and she gets a call from Alice that there's another person there. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Boxcutter yeah, has joined the, the party. Yeah. And she's like, don't come home. Whatever you do, don't come home. <laughs> she immediately goes home. She goes home. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute, but she goes home. Fucking Betty. So so Tony uh, is talking to Veronica, tells her about the sisters. And at first, like, Veronica's like, the sisters? The sisters? What? Is, is what? that some what? cult somewhere? And like, oh, well, there is the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, but like... It wouldn't be them. And I'm like, that would be the first thing I would think of. Do you know of many other places, first off, that includes the sisters? Also, yeah, they're like an orphanage, but they're really fucked up. I mean... Of course they're going to do conversion therapy there. Veronica never went, did she? I might be wrong, but I don't... I think Veronica it was just like, Betty went, Archie went, Jughead she, went. She didn't go, but she had to have, like, heard about the place. There's hearing, and then there's seeing, you know... It just seems like she should know. Better. You know how that Jughead dramatizes things whenever he's talking after the fact. <laughs> and then she's like, so, well, who would know if they, like, do that there? And, of course, they go to Kevin. Let's ask the one gay person we know. Hey, Kevin, do you know where they do conversion therapy for your people? <laughs> oh, yeah, just, like, two miles up the road, actually. He's like, yeah, they, they do. Uh, they don't like to publicize it, but who, it's where... Who would? That, you know, people get sent there and... You know, she's probably there, and something to know is that in Prohibition time, the nuns made booze. They, they were rum nuns. <laughs> and they smuggled it out of a tunnel in the basement. A lot of the boys that go there for conversion therapy sneak out at night to come meet up in the woods 
through these tunnels. I just love the idea that they were sipping on gin and Jesus through the 20s. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, can you find this secret gay hookup tunnel? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Let's Boring. go at night, though. Yeah. That's when the cuties come to play. Yeah, maybe I'll run into someone. <laughs> I love that Kevin knows all the facts about this. Yeah. Guys, I've been telling you this for months. Why does no one listen? Why is nobody paying attention to Kevin? Pay attention to Kevin. Kevin should be writing. Kevin has a this life as a for his. Uh... This should be his his hard hitting expose. Yeah. Forget the gossip. No, everyone thinks Kevin's writing a gossip column because they just don't believe him. Yeah, it's all the truth. He's he's writing real investigative journalism on on the treatment of marginalized people in Riverdale, but because he's not Jughead Jones, they all think it, it's celebrity gossip. Yeah. Yeah. So Betty goes home. The the hostile guy like remembers her and is all like, "Yeah, took a week to get that pepper spray out." You did it wrong. You you did it wrong. It should have taken like a day, but yeah. okay. They give him the money and they're like, "Okay, leave now." And I'm like, "Well, we're not gonna leave. We're gonna like it's hang so out nice here. Look at all your throw pillows. Oh my god, is that embroidered? I love it." And the the, the nanny was a guest star in yeah. this episode. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Chicks tries to be like, no, you said you would leave. You said this. And then they're like, shut up or I'm going to carve your sister's eyes out with this box cutter. Oh, she's on a farm. Never- oh, you meant this <laughs> sister. Oh. So then Jughead busts in the door with all the serpents. Kicks it down. The, the whole youth auxiliary of the serpents are there. And they all come in and they all flip their pot knives open. It's great. Hostile man is, is definitely out knived. They're all like, well, can you take us all? Uh, and they're like, well, we'll just go to the cops. Well, we're friends with the sheriff's son. See? Everyone is. Kevin is apparently the best person to know because you can just be like, sheriff's son, we're friends. Who's he going to believe? Laws no longer apply to you if you're on Kevin's good side. <laughs> Grab your money and go mm-hmm. or the serpents will attack. And I hope the, like, serpent petty cash fund is able to cover the the door frame because they shred that shit. If they have $10,000 in the bank, (laughs) they're fine. They're fine. They can afford a new door. I mean, yeah, they're they're still living off the uh, the purchase of the register, right? They're flush with cash. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. I can't imagine having $10,000 in the bank. <laughs> Just wait till this hits the big time. <laughs> Just wait. So... We're going to get the Coverdale sponsorship for him. Yeah. So, so Alice is cleaning up and Jughead comes in and is all like, I'm sorry about the door frame, uh, Mrs. Cooper. She's just so touched. Yeah. Thank you. Thank your friends for me. And he's like, we're serpents. That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Take care of our own, hint, hint, hint. None, none of these guys were ready to admit you ever were one of a... But whatever. whatever. I called in one of my many, many, many favors. Yes. And and then she's like, you know, Betty, you've been saying the same thing again and again, and I haven't wanted to listen, but Chick, you need to leave. You've put us in danger twice now. Mm-hmm. It's enough. And so he's like, yes, you're right. I will find a place to live. And she's like, great. Bye tonight. Get out. Yeah. He, he's slept his last night in the Cooper home. And to be fair, there's no like locks on the doors anymore. So Not he, safe. He might want to get out for yeah. his own benefit. Archie drops Veronica off and Hiram's like, hey, come here. He's decided to go along with the deal. He's decided yeah. to let them in on the 20th. 
25%. He's decided to pay them and allow them to invest. And I'm like, hold up. If they're investing, they should be paying you. You're you're very bad. <laughs> this is a protection racket. You should say you're buying insurance. That's the euphemism that makes sense here. Life insurance. <laughs> it's not the 1800s. It's fine. It's fine. That's a crossover for history, honeys, folks. <laughs> Archie ignores a phone call. Uh, but he's like, well, I have an idea, though. So, like... So, like, don't, don't, don't tell do- them you've made your decision yet. Yeah. Give, give me a minute. Uh, and then we find out it's Mary and Fred calling to see if he's coming to the announcement. And he ignored the call because he's bum, a bum, terrible bum. son. Uh, What's and, he going to do? Uh, Mary's there by Fred's side as he starts his speech. His Jughead ghost-written speech. Yes. So it's probably very dramatic and it starts with like a one-word sentence. And well, we listened to the first sentence. That, yeah, that's It was true. like, hello, my name is Fred Andrews and <laughs> I'm running for mayor. It, it should have been like, profits. Who really benefits when people make a profit? Mayors. <laughs> what is a mayor if not a person? Leaders. They're who we look to when we need leadership. But behind every leader are those that follow. <laughs> so Archie goes to Reggie and is like, yeah, okay, so we're on opposite sides, but... Things are being threatened, and you need to stand with me tonight, and if you stand with me, you get all the Bulldogs' votes. I'll give them to you. Gotta stand with me. That's what that scene is. We find out later what actually happens. I'm so glad, though, that Archie is the only character in this high school who realizes which election matters. Yeah. He is willing to tank the the, uh, student body president for mayor of the town. And you know what? That's smart. Too bad he's playing for the wrong team. Yeah. So so Tony uh, meets up with Veronica, who is dressed like she's going to go perform. She's ready for her snake dance. I just like she needs some like cat ears and she can be in like cats. <laughs> yeah, this is not a stealthy outfit. She's going for that. There's like a giant boob triangle. Yeah, she, she's wearing like a, a Power Girl costume, but in mourning. It, it's, it's all black. Yeah. Yeah, it's very odd. But they head off, and meanwhile, Cheryl has finished moving the bags, and it is a movie night. She's ordered to clean herself up. Kevin leads Tony and Veronica to the tunnel. He stays out as they go in, so if they don't make it back, he can call his dad. The one cop in the county. Yep. Cheryl is sitting in her bed crying, and she she pulls something from her sock. I thought she was straightening herself. I thought she pulled something. Maybe she's I really something. thought at this moment she was going to like slit her wrists or something. Okay, like how in Fringe every year Olivia rescued herself from some imprisonment. In Riverdale every year uh, Cheryl attempts suicide by, by guess, a new method. But I really thought that's where this was going. I thought, I mean, maybe she was just straightening her sock. It was like a very <laughs> quick clip. Mm-hmm. I did not like rewind to watch because you can't do that. It's live. But... That's what I thought this was going. I thought she yeah. was, like, at a breaking point. They, they stole the cinematographer from Mr. Robot. Yes, they did. For this shot. Because Cheryl is, like, squeezed down in the bottom left corner, looking further to the left. And then she starts doing this sobbing, silent cry. Yeah. And how many times... It's very it's very. How many Mr. times Robot. have we seen that in Mr. Robot? Like, every episode. <laughs> Veronica and Tony are like going through the tunnels and they're like, we're going to search each and every damn room. 
And um, Tommy starts shouting for, for Cheryl, and Cheryl, I guess for a second, thinks that this might be her imagination. Well, yeah, so she's in the movie now. She's watching right. the movie, and she's, like, silently crying while watching, and you can hear, like, her her name being echoed down the hallway. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think she just thinks it's her imagination. And then Tony busts in. She doesn't actually kick the door off the hinges like Jughead, which but is a she missed does, opportunity. Like, throw it open. Yeah. And runs in yelling her name. And Cheryl stands, and she walks up. And she's like, we came to rescue you, and Cheryl's just, she's over, did? She's overcome, and they embrace. And then they kiss? And they kiss while the movie is still playing. Uh, all kisses, uh, if, if any uh, DPs or directors are listening to this, all kisses should be in silhouette. I just want that on the books. It's so good. I'm writing my congressman. It's so Good. But this one in particular, because just keep in mind of the, the propaganda that is movie night. Yes. Like they're literally projecting the, this repressive heteronormative vision on the truth that th- this love is real and valid and present. Mm-hmm. It's fucking great. It's so good. It's, just, it's such a wonderful moment. And you like see like the other people in the background who are watching this movie see this too. And then Veronica appears and says, uh, the nuns are coming, we need to go. <laughs> and looking at them, this, these may be some of the same nuns that evaded the cops and, and like, whatever the fuck in, in <laughs> Prohibition times. So they, the nuns are, like, running. It's not what they were doing, but my, my imagination really turned it into, like, Hocus Pocus, which run, <laughs> but in nun outfits. And they're just coming from one hallway, and then they're coming from yeah. the other, and then they gotta go down the stairs. No matter how fast they run, there's always a nun around the corner. Like, all of them are Jason Voorhees for the Lord. <laughs> they get out through the tunnel, and uh, Tony, like, jams the door shut. With a crowbar. Yes. And they're pounding against it like werewolves breaking free into the night. <laughs> and they run off into the woods, and all I'm thinking is, someone please go back eventually and, like, uncrowball that so, like, all those boys can get out yeah. for some fun times. All the other escapees? <laughs> yes. But they're out, and they've got Cheryl. They did it. They and they're smooching. Yes! So the mob guys are back at this Italian restaurant, mm-hmm. and uh, the waiter comes in and is like, Oh, uh, Hiram uh, sends his respect, but he deeply re- uh, respects you and like says he's not coming. Respectfully. And respectfully, and respectfully asks you to go look at your car. All due respect. Yes. <laughs> I respect you. Don't kill me. <laughs> and so they like go out, just get outside the building, and then their car explodes. Their shared car? I guess they have one car. They <laughs> drove together. They carpooled to save yeah. money. They had to buy all of Hiram's boys, Crime. so they're kind of low on money. Crime ain't what it used to be. Hey, oh, hey. Uh, and then Archie and his hooded gang of bulldogs appear. Uh, with a message from the Dark Circle. They've upgraded. They've they've evolved Pokemon style. And uh, don't you know Hiram doesn't stand alone and Riverdale's protected. And then the cops are starting to come, so they all like split in opposite directions. Yeah. And they, they don't just have red hoods. They have black hoods. But with these uh, protective masks over their mouths. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if they're going to go dirt biking after this. <laughs> you're going to go spray paint something. Yeah. I have to point out, Dark Circle is also an Archie imprint. <laughs> I think it is what the Red Circle imprint was renamed uh, shortly after. Ah. So Black Hood comics were also put out under the, the, the Dark Circle label as well. 
Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Back at the Andrews household, Mary goes to Archie and... Brings the heat. Yeah, which apparently she's getting ready to leave because she says, before I leave. Right, right. uh, But she's like, I just want to know what was so important. What was so important that you, like, stood up your dad Mm -hmm. and I look at you and I don't know who you are. Yeah. Who the fuck are you, Archie? I'm going to miss you, Mary Andrews, because somebody has to speak truth to the boy. Yes. I don't want her to leave. Yeah. So Alice shows up at the next meeting of the Sword and Serpents. Yeah. And she- so eventually somebody's going to realize they are not playing a fantasy role-playing game. I still really want Kevin to join them. Yeah. And make them actually do it. Dang I really it, guys. Want Stop leaving your character sheets in your lockers. I told you about this. I got a new set of dice today. We got to use these. All right. I went to the costume shop. Who wants a wizard beard? (laughs) I just want him to, like, have his people to play these games with. (laughs) But Alice is there to give, to thank them. Mm -hmm. Um, And that she's done attacking the serpents and admits that it's where she's from and she should be proud of it. And she goes to CFP. Yeah. In his trailer. And they, they just sort of wordlessly go inside and he closes the door and follows her in. And we hear mm-hmm. her voice over that she will fight tooth and nail for her home. Oh, he'll be feeling her teeth and nails all right. Just like, what are we, what's going on? What's going on? Are they going to run for mayor together? <laughs> <gasps> oh. That's a good idea. Save that for predictions. For, yeah. Repeat yourself in like five minutes. Okay. So that at the lot or in front of Pops, the yes. lodges give Archie a car. And we don't see it, but I, I know it happened. Uh, uh, Andre is out of frame, just weeping into a pint of Ben and Jerry's. I'm not good enough anymore. While he still bleeds from being beaten with a hammer. Poor Andre. And they're like, well, yeah, we want you to have this car. You've really come through for us. And now since you're going to be driving our daughter everywhere, like you need some wheels. That's when Andre starts ugly crying. <laughs> and uh, Hiram's also like, well, you know, last night's a short-term solution. Archie's like, don't worry. We'll, we'll be ready. We'll be ready. Real dad. Veronica's like, get in. I'm driving us to school. It's Archie's car, but she's driving it for the first time. You don't say no to Veronica Lodge. Uh, and then at school, uh, Cheryl and Tony are are sitting together and talking about, like, what she's going to do now that she's free. And she's like, well, my mother and Claudius better brace themselves. For a polar vortex. Yes. Of revenge. But then she's like, but first. And she, like, sees Kevin. And I'm thinking she's going to go and, like, heartfully thank Kevin for helping to, like, but save her. No, 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 no. She demands the lead role in the upcoming musical. <laughs> yeah, I hear you're directing and auditions are today. We'll cancel them because I am your Carrie. Yes. And then she says, and this school will burn. She doesn't just say it. She dramatically turns toward camera <laughs> and says this to no one in particular. And Kevin just makes the best face in the background. The, the most exaggerated reaction face. So it still shows up because he's out of focus. The the focus is very shallow on, on uh, I almost called her Carrie, on Cheryl alone. <laughs> But it's so good. It's so good. And that's the end of the episode. That's the end. So, darling, what'd you think? Oh, I liked it. I think you could just cut and paste uh, a lot of the problems I had with the early episodes of the season into yeah. this one. I think this one is another that uh, had 
a whole lot of things going on in very different directions that did not support one another. Yeah. I liked it because of two storylines. <laughs> yeah. The, I like the, the Cheryl storyline. Fantastic. Tony Cheryl stuff. It had all the best parts and of the night. This 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 Cooper family thing with the serpents. Mm-hmm. Alice's journey in this. I think the the extorting squatters, like I was saying earlier, I love that device. I think it's been done so much better than it was done here. And I wish that it was used in uh, an episode where that mattered more, where it was woven more into the structure and the themes to really make it sing. Because mm-hmm. it still had some really good stuff. I loved the way Darla was just holding court in a stranger's living room because she felt like she could mm-hmm. at, as a great moment. But everything around it was just like, we need to hit these points so we can move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And at that point, if, if you're just going through the motions, I'm I'm just counting down the seconds till the next Cheryl a bit. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad, but... I didn't think it was that bad, but I just thought it could have been better. I, I think there was interesting, like, Alice development there. Mm-hmm. Like, we haven't had a lot with yeah. her. It's been, she's been very one note lately. Yeah. And she really, like... She was all over the place in, like, trying to grasp for, for control. Yes. Yes. And, like, See, seeing, seeing what things... makes her finally turn on, on Chick, or finally turn around on Chick. And it's the fact that her family was threatened. Yes. And that's what, like, the breaking point, and that's such, like, a wonderful thing for her character, is that, like, she will still do whatever she can to, like, protect her mm-hmm. family, and if that requires kicking family out. Yeah. They found a way to make her choose between her kids. Yeah. And she chose Betty and maybe Polly if she ever comes home. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that she's coming to terms with her serpent background a bit. Mm-hmm. Because there's so, there's so much storyline that can be explored there. I don't know how I feel about the dark circle yet. <sighs> I mean, it was kind of dropped on us at the end, so like it can't go anywhere yet. It was just step one. But... I just feel like that's, like... We did that. Right. If we you, did that. If you're going to have Archie at the head of a team paramilitary, why didn't you do it last time? Why didn't you do it in the fall when you did it? What, yeah. What is left there to do? Well, and I, what I find really an- annoying, do none of the other bulldogs have a brain that they operate for themselves? They are such <laughs> pack animals here. They just follow. Reggie said so in the beginning. And that annoys the hell out of me. Yeah. Yeah. With this... With the last episode of going after uh, the serpents at the school, can some of you be like, no? I'd love a scene where some of them are like, no, we're not, I'm not going to join you. Mm-hmm. It's like, none of those people are friends with Veronica. Like, why do the fuck they care? Yeah. <laughs> Most of them aren't even friends with Archie at this point. But I love his albums. I want more Tony Cheryl. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I mean, that, that part was brilliant. I just want more Tony of everything. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Tony. I was glad to see Tony and Veronica start hanging out. Yeah. I th- that's a first. Or if it's not a first, they've never done it as much as they did tonight. Like, she went to them. Mm-hmm. And I like that she kind of can float between different groups of people. Mm-hmm. She's a and, great way of, like, connecting things. And that Veronica decided, yeah, Cheryl is important enough to me that I want to get her out of this bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Cheryl would not have done the same for Veronica, never in a thousand years. (laughs) 
Nana Blossom. Nana fucking Blossom. MVP. So good. So, darling, you want you want to talk some predictions? Allison FP running for mayor. I thought they were just going to, like, bang, but your idea is really I, good. I thought bang. They're not mutually no. exclusive. Like, like may, maybe, but, yeah, I'm thinking. A, so, a real north side, south side ticket? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am just following their their kids' uh, example for for the real prize. Would one of them be mayor, and then one of them be like they're going to the, introduce co mayors? Co-mayor. They're That's really the following like, their kids. Well, example. no, we are joining. <laughs> we are joining the two sides of the city, so we need to have representation from both sides. Thus, we are running together. Like it'd be so good, <laughs> so good. The first thing on our agenda is to change the the town charter to make that legal. <laughs> but after that, we promise. Yeah. No, that'd be fun. And them having to work together because saying you're going to try and actually doing something are such different things. Well, and I want... Just look at every uh, uh, New Year's resolution. I want more scenes with them because I think they're very interesting characters together because they don't put up with each other's shit. Right. And they call each other out on stuff. And, which, which is, is something great. they both need so much. Mm-hmm. It works so well with them. Their dynamic and chemistry as actors and stuff. It would just be glorious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Josie and Reggie are definitely winning. Oh, yeah. They're going to win. They're so going to win. Because they're chill. That should be their slogan. We're chill. I want Ethel to come in as a fourth candidate and just sweep the thing. <laughs> Ethel, Ethel just and Kevin. Ethel standing on balconies, uh, uh, just shouting and 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 gesticulating like Mussolini. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But saying nice things. Yeah, yeah. What they should do because this would make me invested is the the lodges gang war and the lodges mayor run have to come into conflict. They they have to become something where you can't have it both ways you can't have your cake and eat it too mm-hmm. i need to see maybe this causes a fight between hiram and hermione or uh some internal division within within this family they, they need to pick their priorities and i, I want to see that yeah uh, become a conflict that'd be good i want to see a scene where fred freaks out at archie about having this convertible <laughs> yes yeah yes i want fred and to then- go pawn that shit and that starts him picking up right where Mary left off in her last scene. Uh-huh. Yes. And fathering yes. him and like being like, cut the shit, Archie. Yeah. We we need Dad to put his foot down. Yeah. Yes. And it's gonna you know it's gonna happen. And I'm hoping it comes sooner rather than later. Need I need that. Nana comes out as bi. Or Nana's dead. Nana's so dead right now. Or Nana was was uh at her age. She was actually a, a big old end of the Kinsey scale lesbian, but just living and straight passing life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But either option she, would be good. But I'm pretty sure she's dead right now. Na- We're going to find her body in the next episode. Nana's unkillable. We have determined this. <laughs> okay, we're Nana gonna f- is an unkillable LGBT icon. Nana's a ghost. <laughs> That's why she can't leave. Mm-hmm. Do you think this episode is launching a thousand trans headcanons for Cheryl because mm. of the story of Nana confusing the twins and dressing them up like one another? Oh. And what if that's not just a headcanon? I kind of doubt it, but it's possible. 
if I feel like if that's what was going to happen, the nuns would have had something to say about that too. So yeah. that's why I say it's unlikely, but possible. Yeah. Interesting. Where do you think Cheryl's living now? Because she can't go home. Cheryl's definitely not living at home. I had that question. Is she staying with Tony? Where the hell does Tony live? Is she in, in the trailer park too? Cheryl would rather die than live in a trailer park. Where is Cheryl? She's not chilling at Josie's She's place. She's living in the closet that Judd Hegg lived in. Oh, no, no, honey. Cheryl's not in the closet any longer. I want to know where she's living, and I don't know where it'd be. <laughs> it would be really, really interesting if she was, like, crashing at Tony's. And mm-hmm. I think Tony, like, I kind of oh, assume maybe she lived with her grandpa or something. Oh, and That'd yeah. be so interesting. That'd be such an interesting dynamic of her having to, like, live a different life. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is definitely, like, wife swap, but not exploitative. A completely different lifestyle, a completely different value system. Yeah. Even than the one she's developing. What if that happens? And then Tony's grandpa and Anna Blossom become like besties. What if they were besties? What if they were? Like way back when. I want flashbacks. (laughs) Flashbacks. Yes. 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 Yeah. Sisters of Quiet Mercy become a wedge issue in the campaign. Oh. (laughs) We need to find out what they're doing. We need to regulate this. We, we have to remove their tax exempt uh, like, like number seriously. or something because they are fucking shit I was up. like, how have we not looked into this yet? How, how have we not sent? What is in those sacks? Okay, that is not <laughs> above board. Cocaine. Giant heavy sacks of burlap cocaine. Burlap cocaine. Yep. <laughs> Maple sugar. We all know what that means. Jingle jangle. It's just jingle jangle. The black ring being around just makes me think we're going to get, I don't know, some other drug named after an Archie song. While we're already retreading the first five episodes, let's let's go whole hog. Like, it would have just been fine if it was just, like, him and Reggie and, like, two other dudes. It would have been, not, like, fine, like, it'd still be, like, repeating it, but it wouldn't have seemed quite so, like, we're just doing the same exact thing again. Instead of the scene they have, we show a scene of setup with Archie and Reggie doing something, and then they, like, high-five, bro-shake, and Reggie goes off into the night. And then when the car explodes, Archie walks out in his, like, tailored-ass Italian suit. Something like that. Well, Reggie, (laughs) uh, like... Who's who's the pimple-faced kid now? (laughs) Like, yeah, like, Reggie assisted him in the actual blowing up of the car. Mm -hmm. Because Archie doesn't know how to do that. Right. But Reggie does, and that's, like, it. Because he's a car expert, because his dad has the dealership. You you can come up and with whatever could, justification you He could have just said, like, my people yeah. are looking out for Riverdale. He doesn't have, like, we did not need to see a gang again Yeah, of masked And the people. same gang with nearly the same name. That's what really kicks me in the face about it. We all know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Dilton? Which one of you is Dilton? Where has Dilton been? Dilton's been gone for a long time. Dilton should run for student president. Dilton has to count the votes. He's the Pricewaterhouse Crane of Riverdale. Yeah. So who knows who actually won? That joke's a year old. I apologize. <laughs> so what we know about next episode, not next week. No. We're taking uh, two weeks on back in three weeks. That's, uh, that's April 18th. Yep. So after you file your taxes, we get to watch A Night to Remember. The musical episode. Uh, The title is taken from a 1958 film. It's a a dramatization of the sinking of the Titanic. 
Yeah. It was the most expensive British film to date, and uh, it is credited with being the progenitor of the disaster film genre. There would be no uh, earthquake or Poseidon adventure or, or anything of that ilk without A Night to Remember. Mm-hmm. Or if there were, they, they'd probably look very different and, and come at a different historical moment. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, so this is where we finally get our Carrie musical episode. If you want to hear more about uh, the, the original announcements, we have a bonus episode from the last break all about it, in, including some uh, ideas we had for what the teens would have auditioned to. Mm-hmm. And we really let out our musical fandom a bit on that. Yeah. The trailer it shows a lot of musical stuff. We see a lot, a lot of choreography, stuff. a lot of song and, and dancing. Yeah. And there's also some sort of threat letter made out of a, a cutout magazine letters. Well, I saw that, but then I was like, is that just for the musical? Maybe, maybe that's just, I don't think that's a prop in Carrie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much to say because it's mostly just it's musical just, dancing. They, they really want to sell us on the idea of the musical episode yes. as, as a musical event. The costumes they'll be wearing in the show are delightfully 70s. Yes. I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah. There's great 70s hair going on. Mm-hmm. Before this trailer came out, like before today, there were some images that were released of like close-ups of the costumes and stuff, and they're very good. Good, good. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, we're going to be taking a break along with... Uh, we promise this time you'll be getting our bonus episode that's all segments. We're going to be digesting some digests uh, and bringing back a whole bunch of old segments as well. And uh, C2E2, the Chicago Comic yeah. and Entertainment Expo, is coming up. If you'll remember, last year we put up a, a, a podcast all about our experiences there. Uh, it's the convention we go to every year because it's the one we can walk to. Pretty much. And they generally have very good programming yeah. and, and, and uh, an attractive slate of guests. Yes. I'm so excited to get Tom King's signature on my Mr. Miracle. Yeah. Oh, Tom King is brilliant. He's uh, the best person writing superheroes today. Yeah. Yes. I just wish Skeet was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Not so I could take him my copy of Riverdale. I mean, I would. But you'd take miracles first. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, hey, Skeet, remember the show that didn't even last a full season? I loved it. I would take 21 Jump Street and be like, this is you, right? This, <laughs> yeah, does this look looks exactly awesome. like you. <laughs> but anyhow, thanks for being with us on this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you did, please, please, please give us a rating and review on uh, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher on, on wherever else you found us. Uh, it, it is the best thing you can do to help us uh, get the show showing up on, on other people's feeds. Yeah. Uh, you can also tell a friend. Uh, word of mouth really helps people to find us. So tell people. <laughs> All I got about that yeah. today. Don't people. I mean, folks have three weeks to catch up on either Riverdale the TV show or Sex Archie the podcast yeah. show. Or both. So this is a great time to tell people they, they won't feel that week-to-week pressure. We can be your binge, baby. Yeah. We can take away the pain. Oh, I can be your podcast binge. Yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> social media is good. <laughs> You, you can also follow us on Twitter at sex underscore Archie. <laughs> uh, it's a great way to keep in touch with what's going on with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have fun here. So with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie. God and Gucci willing. Sugar. 
Oh, honey, honey. You are my yeah. candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, with your please. Sugar. Oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, come on. And, and you got me. And you got me. And you got me. Please. I will stand by you. Why are you thrusting? Forever. Why are you thrusting? I'm, thr I'm keeping the beat. <laughs> it just looks like you're thrusting. It's my chair dance. <laughs>